A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Yeah, well, I just wanted to hear that one little part. You're Welcome right. to another edition of the Super Flight Podcast. It's Sunday, June 19th. Happy Father's Day, Mike. I'm not a father. I know, but happy Father's Day anyway. Well, happy Father's Day to you, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. Shh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to edit that out now. No, don't. You've already said too much. <laughs> You've already said too much. Sorry. Um, yeah, so it's uh, before we get going, like I want to give you all the, uh, the ways to get in touch with us. You can tweet at us at SuperFlightPod on Twitter. You can email us at the SuperFlightPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at SuperFlightPodcast. Um, and what else? Oh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. And if you listen to us on iTunes, subscribe and leave a, uh, what do you call it? A comment. A comment, a review. Or leave a review and rate us because it will help other people find us. Anyway, so that's that. How you doing, Mike? We should have done a sweet intro for the Marktacular. Oh yeah, oh, we didn't work it out. I didn't even think about that. Well, welcome to the Superflight <laughs> 2016 NBA Marktacular. Marktacular. <laughs> I don't know. Is that good enough? Uh, yeah, it fits with the rest yeah. of our right. aesthetic, our motif. Underwhelming. <laughs> Under yet somehow over. I would describe my personal aesthetic as underwhelming. Underwhelming. <laughs> um, you ready to do some draft talk, or do you want to talk about the game seven that's coming up tonight mm, first? What do you want to no, do? No, let's let's do let's save that for last because okay. I want to get myself revved. We're up matter for of hours away. Matter of hours. Um, I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. Anyway, we'll get into that. I am too. Yeah, I'm oddly excited. But today we've been promising that we were going to do some uh, draft talk. So let's let's do it. Let's do a little draft. We're gonna do a little bit. When's the draft? When's the draft? The Five, draft is Thursday four days. Thursday. Four days. Yeah, th- four night. Four days. Four days and four nights. Um, it's Thursday, the twenty third, and I'm I've been counting down the hours because you know. It's yeah, like, it's like Christmas for you. It every is every like, year. <laughs> every year it's like Christmas. You, it's get, true. A, you get a broken <laughs> gift every year. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> I still trust the process. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're going to do it a little bit. We're going to go off the uh, the beaten path, just a, a skosh, because everybody, I've listened to about 19 draft podcasts right now, and everybody does like, you know, you start out with number one and you go all the way down. Most most people are actually going all the way to the full draft. We're just going to do the, the lottery picks, and we're going to actually start backwards. We're going to go from 14. And based on that, we're just going to do like a little round robin thing, I guess. We're going to each tell you, you know, we have no idea what the other's draft order is or what the other's big board is so we're gonna find out real time live coming at you um it should be be about one player from each of us neither (laughs) one has any idea no yeah 
Um, also, I need to stress right here that neither Mike nor I are professional scouts. We, and I don't, I don't know about you, but I haven't used their per 48 or per, like I haven't looked at their stats much. You're going strictly off of I'm going strictly off of YouTube. <laughs> this is a Sounds YouTube scouting report. Yeah. thorough to me. So, I, I want to say, though, because I was listening to some podcasts, and all these guys talk about this. They're never right. I've listened to years, no. and they always yeah, predict, and people are experts. They never fucking know. That's and true. And I, I want to say, based off of information that we can collect, we have just as good a shot as anyone else. We are just as good, Joe. <laughs> well, maybe not. There's, maybe not just I feel as like good. there's a few experts, sure. <laughs> there's but they aren't on ESPN. Yeah, that's true. That's probably true. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So we're gonna give you guys our our mocktacular, our draft if you mocktacular. Like anything or don't like anything or disagree with us, feel free to tweet at us. Tweet the hell out of us. <laughs> Let us know that we're wrong. Let Mike know that he's wrong because I keep trying to tell him, but he won't listen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm never wrong. All right. So do you want to <laughs> do you want to go first or should I? Sure. Why don't you go first? We'll open up at the 14th spot. All right. With number 14, I have the Chicago Bulls selecting Shake Diallo. Okay. Why do you have them selecting Shake Diallo? Well, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Shake Diallo. Check. I've heard check. Check. Shake. I like Shake. You know, Shake. Yeah, shake, Master Shake. shake. There's so many good ways to go. <laughs> Master Shake. Dude, good reference. Anyway. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, I just think that like at that spot, I feel like they're going to need to replenish their roster with some big men. He seems to be, I mean, based on my big board, this is who's left. Uh, I think he's probably the best of the guys that are left on my board. So you don't think so, Chicago is going to re-sign? I don't, th- yeah, I don't really think they, I mean, do you think they re-sign Noah? I don't know. I think they probably let him walk. Why? Do you think they're going to dismantle with a Derek Rose and let him walk too? And let Noah and Rose walk and move on? I mean, we're not going to, also, we're not going to get super into trades because it's going to be right. like a long But you went right podcast. to big man. Like, they need a big man. They still have Taj Gibson, Pop yeah. all. They do. Pau Gasol's up to leave if he wants, I think. Pau Gasol, I don't think, is going to stick around. So, Pau Gasol and Joaquim Noah, I don't think are going to be around. I'm just, like, guessing, just looking at the roster right now, this is my my best guess. This is how, I did, the, this is how I did the draft order. This is how I, like, I instead of, like, thinking, like, in, at spots I did play, best player available, but in, in this draft, when we don't know that there's any surefire, can't-miss guys, like, I'm just looking at, like, fit for those guys. For for the Bulls, I think they're going to need to re-up with some big men. Sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, no, no. I don't. That's it. I was just going to make a joke that Powell and Noah can make perfect strangers, too, in Miami Beach. <laughs> nice. And Powell in the Balky role. Yeah. <laughs> Noah in the Cousin Larry role. Yes. It's going to be great. It'd be great. I'd watch it. You should. We should all watch it. Um, that's it. I so got... why do you have a master shake there? Oh, I just think that he offers more. Let me remember my scouting. He's athletic as hell, right? He's, he's athletic fast. as hell. He's fast. I don't think he's very offensively gifted, but I think he's going to be good on the defense, uh, on the defensive end. I think he can move well, and I think he's a good rebounder, if I remember correctly. Uh, a lot of the mock drafts I saw had people taking, had Chicago taking a big man in the 14th spot. Yeah. It seemed to be the consensus, although I wouldn't be surprised if they went with a point guard or someone who can play the point guard position. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. And, like, if you're going to do that, maybe take, like, if, if Valentine is still there or something. So, good, glad you brought up Valentine because he is – I love Denzel Valentine. He's one of my favorite players in this draft. I don't understand why he's rated so far down and hasn't moved up at all. I think it's because of his – his uh, might not be that athletic and possibly – possibly may not be very good on defense and the thing about this draft i think is that like there aren't that many two-way players 
So I think a lot of the teams, everyone's drafting on the, what is it called, prospect, how good they could be. Yeah. So there's a lot of it going by athleticism and not how good they are. And right. a lot of the players who went to school for four years and were really good are, I feel like, being kind of looked over. It's yeah. just not that great, even though they've refined their skill. And I feel like this is one of the NBA drafts more than many in years where I feel like skill has been marginalized over a prospect. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about that is, though, is like, well... Again, the problem is that, like I just said, there's not that many two-way players. If you're in school for four years and you haven't been able to like put both of your components of your game together in that time, I don't know if it's there's a great players indicator. There's in the NBA that haven't put all their components together and do have fine careers. You were just talking about uh, what's-his-name up in Canada, Bismack Biombo. Oh, yeah, Biombo. He, he can't play offense. Not really. No, not really. If he was you're in right. the draft right now, they'd be like, oh, athletic prospect, plays right. good defense, has no offensive game whatsoever, right. and it would be considered a knock on him. Um, he still developed, but speaking of Denzel Valentine, I had Chicago going with Denzel Valentine strictly because nothing having to do with Chicago, except they could use another guard. I could see Butler going away for whatever reason, them dismantling and starting over. He seems like he would fit into a Hoiberg system, but more than anything else, I feel like Valentine has to make it into the lottery. And of the reasons I ended up just putting him in the last spot, the guy averaged 19 points, eight rebounds and eight assists in college his senior year. Yeah, he's with 44% threes, and you're telling me, I mean... But isn't his shot a little bit wonky? He has a really weird shot. 44% on yeah. threes. Yeah, but you know who so else? So did Kevin Martin had a wonky shot, yeah. and he's had an amazing career. That's true. And I just, I don't know, I could see him becoming a Clay-type player. I feel like a lot of the knocks on him were a lot of the knocks on Clay Thompson when he came into the league. That high? He huh. developed very quickly. He's yeah. a little bit older, I really too. really like Denzel Valentine. Isn't he like draft. 21 or 22, too? He went to school for four years. Yeah, he was okay, in school so for four years, to... yeah. No, I like Denzel Valentine a lot, too. I agree with you on He's, that one. His dad was a basketball coach. He can play the point guard position. He can play the shooting guard position. All right, cool. I'm big on him. I like him. So I think you're... you're the only thing I... So the reason I didn't go with a smaller guy, for again, for Chicago, is because of like what I just said. Like I think they're going to need to re-up with big guys. I think they're going to at least lose one of the two. Right. And I think that if you have Butler, I don't think... That, you'd have to give them like a crazy offer to get him away from them. I mean... Just saying. So I think I think Jimmy Butler stays, and I think that Derrick Rose probably stays, unless somebody makes another crazy offer or something. And you know, Valentine would be great for that point for that part because there is really no one backing up Derrick Rose. Well, um, uh, Aaron is it Aaron Brooks. Aaron is Brooks, it? Oregon's finest. Yeah, yeah. he was. He's he old. is good, but he's getting old. And he was he was small based on athleticism. They age quickly. Those little guys who were like just athletic as hell because that yeah. goes. He could shoot too, but I just don't see Rose getting any better. And I think they're going to need be a little bit worried to shore up that backcourt as well. And if you're not looking for a starting player or a starting big man, and I'm not sure Czech Diallo is, I think Czech's good, but I would think, from my point of view, you would want to shore up that backcourt with all the worries. Yeah, that's a good pick. And it's a backcourt-driven league. So You want to go snake style? You want to go next? Yeah, well... Now it gets a little spotty, I, you know, because I, I, I kind of shoot <laughs> now it gets spotty. Denzel Valentine in because he had to go in the he had to go mm-hmm. in the lottery for me. No, I like it. I think that's a good. I think I I'm kind of with you on that. I hope somebody does take him in the lottery. I think he's good. I think he's really good. He's one of my like players that I think are are gonna be a find in this draft. Just that's it. But go ahead. Who do you got? Uh, for my next pick with Phoenix, I have Malachi Richardson out of Syracuse. Oh, wow. All right. Cool. Who I am not in love with, but I could see Phoenix overreaching for. Yeah. 6'6", 200 pounds, 7-foot wingspan. Uh, he Does not share the ball at all. 
Okay, wait. Sorry. You know, like, I can finish talking about my part before you start criticizing him. I don't love Malachi Richardson either, but the thing is, is I think he looks like an NBA player more than he is an NBA player. And yeah. I think that a lot of people are sold on that. Like, oh, holy shit, that dude really looks the part. Yeah. I don't know. Does he look the part? I think he can shoot lights out, right? But that's about it. I he think can he... create his own shot. And he can handle the ball, uh, but he actually had the worst uh, true shooting percentage really? of anyone in the Draft Express Top 100. Yeah, that's so bad. he's not a great shooter. <laughs> I just think he could be a poor man's Corey Brewer. I think his shooting's overrated. Mm. Corey Brewer learned to shoot, but Corey Brewer came in as just a long, athletic, defensive guy. So I think in general, like I would rather take a guy with no shot, but is super athletic and def- has like a ton of def- defensive upside. Yeah. Uh, just because I feel like you can teach people to shoot. I think there's more busts on that end than people, percentage-wise. Yeah. I think guys who come in with skills are ready to go are kind of underrated, and people are always like, oh, surprise, he went to school for four years and refined his game. I didn't think he'd be good, mm. and then he is. I, I go both ways with it, though. I'm like, I'm always... I've always thought you go both ways. <laughs> Not always, but on occasion. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. We've gone right Totally, totally. We went right there, right off the bat. But you just opened the door a little bit. I had to walk right in. Um, Anyway, is that... So he kind of... Does he feel a need for them? I think he's a small forward. And I also think that just Phoenix always drafts guards. Yeah, that's true. And figures out the front court positions later. So I I I, guess... I don't have a lot of faith, too. I think Eric Bledsoe, it's been a little underrated how injured he's been in the type of game he plays. Speaking of Derrick Rose. I love his game, though, but I think he's like... So do I. He's just like a bowling ball. He's like... He's mini LeBron. He's... Or Big Nate Robinson. Or Big Nate Robinson. (laughs) Big Nate Robinson. Who, by the way, is trying out for the Seahawks. I know. Go Hawks. Yeah, that's crazy. He's trying to be a defensive back. But isn't he like 36? We are getting off on a tangent. He played in in college. He played for the Washington Division One. Yeah, I know. Apparently he was really good in college. He was a two-sport player, yeah. Yeah. Well, good for Nate Rob. Good good luck, buddy. I love Nate Robinson. Yeah, so do I. Northwest finest. All right, so we're just getting off in a side. Yeah. But I will say that like one of my favorite things about Nate Robinson in the NBA was when he was on the Celtics with Shaq, and he put Shaq's shoes on and started walking around the gym. It's the most comical thing I've ever seen. Anyway, there was a video online. Oh, I got you. I've seen it. Physical yeah. humor. Gotcha. Yeah, I love physical humor. <laughs> physical comedy, man. Who do you have Phoenix yeah, taking right. at 13? So I had them taking somebody else with their fourth pick, but for 13, I went with Henry Allenson. So I just think that he's going to be there again. They're drafting for probably fit here or highest upside, whatever. He, I think, at this position, based on what I had going before, this is the guy for them. Uh, Ellenson, Marquette I think, dude. He, yeah, he's a Marquette dude. Score uh, well. I was going to say he can score. I don't think he's going to be great on defense. I don't know. A lot of people like him, and I honestly didn't do that much research on him. He's, he was like, this is like prodigy style, where like he's he's a freshman, he's one year out, but seventeen up. People doubt his defense, but they doubt every white guy's defense. I feel like, yeah. it's kind of true. You hear it commonly. Um, yeah, that's. I like Ellison. I almost had the Bulls taking Ellison <laughs> because I thought that he would fit what you exactly what you were saying. Right, but I went the other way with with Valentine. I like Ellison. I think Ellison would be good. A comment that I had read while doing all the research for this, which I thought was interesting, is a lot of these guys 15 years ago, 10 years ago, would have been higher draft picks. But the way the NBA is going, their value is marginalized. And particularly, that's the post-big man. Right. And that's what Ellison is. That's what I was saying. That goes back to the idea about, like, having two-way players, too. Like, at at this point in the NBA, you need guys that can do both things. Like, it's great. Like, he could be a very good serviceable bench center or power forward for years, like come off the bench and give you some instant offense. I think he's got a good This is why I think Richardson is going to get drafted higher than he deserves, though, because people will see him as a two-way, three-and-D guy. Yeah. 
Whereas that I don't know that his skill matches up with that role so much as he looks like a two-way three and D guy, all like Corey Brewer. Right, and if you can actually, um, Richardson, if you can, if you can, uh, if you can teach him to like share the ball and like get a little bit better with, he could be good. Right. Like all of these guys could be really good, but honestly, after the top two, I just see this whole draft being filled with with role players of that. I mean, for the most part, there could be a couple guys that surprise us, like Valentine. I still think he's going to be. I think Valentine's going to surprise some people. Yeah. But I don't have that much to say about Henry Ellenson. I just I think he'll be nice. I think you know it fills a need for Phoenix and at fourteen. What else are you going to do? I mean, like, they got rid of Morris this year, and he'd be a nice fit in there. They're going to teach him to shoot threes if he doesn't already. Yeah, that's what they do with every guy like that at that size now. <laughs> like, can you shoot the three? Anyway, you want me to go next? Yeah. What do you got? Mm-hmm. Utah. Yeah. So Utah with with uh, the twelfth pick. Let me go next really quickly Up with Utah. We'll go back to serving because all right. I have Henry Ellison going to Utah. <laughs> so just to continue on with right. Henry Ellison. That's fair. So I just want to get that out there. But why so we do can... Utah? Because um, they're, they're kind of stacked with... Uh... I just, it's where he fell in my draft when yeah. I was putting all the players together. I know it, at some point you gotta, you're got like torn between best player or best player available. The way right? he worked out, because I didn't necessarily, for the same reasons you had, that there's a bit of ambiguity in his role in the NBA going forward and what he does having only played one year. Yeah, where he would fall talent versus whatever, and I wouldn't think that if he fell this far, Utah would let him pass. They would yeah. just take him on prospect. That makes sense. I, I think. I mean, I think that happens a lot in the NBA too. Yeah. Like you know, it happens. It happens all the time, actually. Like you know, you rate you put guys on your draft board if they fall to a certain spot. Like if they're that rated, if they're that highly rated on your board, you have to grab them under there. I like Ellison. I think Ellison's going to be a career guy. Yeah. I do. I think, I think he'll, he'll be around in the NBA. I don't know if he's he's going to ride the pine for a while, though. I don't think he's going to... Oh, there's a bug in my eye. That was nice. Um, living in the wilderness in Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get off the bench anytime soon. Um, but actually behind... He's young as fuck. He is young as fuck. Derek Favors? Yeah. I feel like Derek Favors would be a nice guy to uh, show him the ropes, too. Well, he would be. He would be. Derek, I, lo- like, I really like Derek Favors. Derek I still Favors think he should be much better than he is. I think he's actually really freaking good and super he underrated. Is. I think he should be a perennial all star. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm with. I'm with you. I. I think he was drafted what two spots after Boogie or before Boogie in that same draft. I can't remember this morning. Oh, I just remember thinking <laughs> the two. <laughs> You're asking me to remember years ago. I know. Well, whatever. I just remember thinking the two of those guys are going to be like awesome, and and I couldn't decide who was better. It turns yeah. out Boogie was, but whatever. Anyway. I, I was really. I really on. liked Favors when he was drafted. I was big on him. Yeah, I was high on Favors too. Uh, I have them taking, and this is going to be off of the board for everyone. Jalen Brown. Oh, really? You yeah, have Brown falling. Yeah, I have him falling big time because here's the thing. I don't disagree with you. I think Brown's one of the biggest X factors and one of the most uh, interesting players in this draft. I don't even understand the X factor. Like he's he's got a a wonderful physical profile. Like his body is exactly what you want for an NBA player. This is and what I was saying about stops Malachi there. Richardson. I don't think it does. Malachi Richardson can do, actually shoot the ball. I don't like, think it stops there. You know that. Well, let's, we'll get into Jalen Brown, but Jalen Brown he didn't take an agent. He took Isaiah Thomas as a mentor. Yeah. He's fallen a little bit because he doesn't, supposedly he doesn't interview well. People don't like his attitude, I guess. Oh, really? I haven't watched any of his... Uh... I think his upside, this is what, why I love him. His upside is Dominique Wilkins. His downside is Harold Minor. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know who Harold Minor is. Exactly. <laughs> Again, we're going back to that. Exactly. I think on his upside, if he could put it together, he's so fucking athletic. Yeah, he's insane. But, but he's, there are about... 
there's an entire D league filled with guys just like him. I Somebody's don't. Somebody's gonna the... gamble on Jalen oh. Brown, and they're gonna gamble big on Jalen Brown, bigger than uh, bigger than twelve. Bigger than twelve. I don't know, man. To like, me, I, I I think that he's enticing. There's a couple GMs. One was named Sam Hinkie. Sam Hinkie wouldn't some do other that. Ones. No, Sam Hinkie was always best player. But let's not go there. I don't, I just don't I don't see the upside. I think he's he, he's super athletic. Maybe he could be a terror on defense. I don't think his offense offensive game is even that. I don't even know if he knows how to play basketball. To be honest, he can with always you. create really well. He can get, create his own shot. He just isn't a good shooter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a problem. No, again, like it goes back to Speaking I was saying. Of great like, defenders too. He was a very good defender. He can't shoot. He's athletic. He can get in the lane when he gets in the lane. He does have some problem with certain defenders. I did see some more defenders just like got on his uh his left side and he got confused for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. This again, this is my YouTube scouting and and I shouldn't say shit because when you hear my third overall pick, you're okay. gonna go ballistic. <laughs> sure. <laughs> This is this is the opinion of two guys who love the NBA. Yeah, that's it. We are prodigies in opinions <laughs> and nothing else. And but nothing opinion else. wise, oh my god, we are the bomb. <laughs> um, all right, let's move past Jalen Brown. Yeah. All right. So, do you want me to go next? I, I just find Jalen Brown polarizing and very interesting. I agree. And I feel I, like he could go one of two directions very quickly. Yeah, I just that's the thing. I don't think there's any middle ground for him. I just think I don't either. Yeah. It's he's either gonna like exceed expectations and gonna prove people that think he's really that good, right? Or he's gonna be really bad. I can't tell too if he's a dumbass like or really smart. Like I, smart in a dumbass way, you right. know, or just dumb. Like, I can't tell. Like, <laughs> part of me is like, the attitude is one thing, but an attitude doesn't, you know, doesn't show intelligence. Then he does other right. things, and I'm like, but he also isn't, he's young as fuck, so it's hard to say. All anyway, these guys are young as let's fuck. Keep That's moving. the thing. Let's you know move down. We'll, right. we'll get more about Jalen Brown, because right. I think I have him higher than you. All right. All right. Well, you obviously must have him higher than me if, you, <laughs> if I'm defending him that way. Yeah. All right. Orlando. All right. I have. Orlando. I have. Strangers I, with candy? No? Nothing? Uh, All right. It's been so long since I watched Strangers with Candy. Strangers with Candy. Anyway, at at number 11, I have Orlando taken Jakob Portal. 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 I don't know how the hell you say his name. Portal. Jakob Portal. Okay. Is he on your board at all? He is on my board. And you have him higher than that? Well, I like Jakob Polo. Polo. <laughs> <laughs> Marco Polo. I was just going to yell out Marco. <laughs> Jakob. Polo. Jakob. All right. We All get right. it. <laughs> that's, that's So I got the title of this podcast. <laughs> um, I like Jakob Polo a lot. I think he's going to be pretty good. It's the same. Th- I have the same take as Henry Allison, as does everyone else, yeah. because they're both white big men who are very talented. I don't even think it's that. I don't think. No, but people take the same take because they look the same roughly. Yeah. You see it a lot on draft boards. They're like, this player is exactly like this player. He's like, yeah, he vaguely looks like him, but plays nothing <laughs> like him. And by the way, he look he can play like Larry Bird. Also white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk, that was the Dirk Nowitzki, Larry yeah, yeah. Bird one. Where they're like, it's Larry Bird. He's yeah. basically Larry Bird. Because I don't know anything else about anyone else. And it's he's easy got blonde to... hair and he's tall. <laughs> exactly. So. These two things look exactly alike. All right, let's stop this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I know. I think Jacopo, I didn't do all that much research on him, to be honest with you. I saw he's probably, he's rated as probably the best center in the draft. And yeah. then you look at how important centers are in the NBA now. Who was it, uh, your boy up in Boston, Turner, said that the mid-range game, which is what we talked about and mm-hmm. I talked about with you, he's like, it'll make a comeback and it's going to be the next move. 
Mm-hmm. Look at the, the look on your face is priceless. <laughs> but these things come in waves. Yeah, of course they do. It's, it's going to totally swing it's back like, around. Big Listen, men might be very valuable in five years. When Joel Embiid and Nerlens Noel are killing the league because nobody can get around them because they're just too goddamn big, yeah, I think it's going to swing the other way. I'm just saying. You can't teach height. You can't teach height. And there's um, no, uh, but before, I think. Oh, go ahead. Why the, do you have Orlando taking Marco Polo? <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, because I think that they need somebody to put next to, uh, oh my God, Vucevic. Vucevic. And I, you know, like Vucevic oh, is nice. Oh, you see him as a power forward? You see Portal as a power forward? I think they can, like, I think, so Portal's going to need style? some, somewhat. He's going to need to come off the bench at first. And like, that's a good backup. Well, I don't even know who Orlando has as a backup for their center spot. I do, but I can't think right now. Yeah. Don't ask questions like yeah, okay. the podcast because I'll yeah. have to look it up. I know. No, no, no. I anyway. do know. I can probably, if I sit down and think, I know. get it. Well, you are sitting down, so now you have to do is think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fine. But I just think that, like, I don't know how long. I don't know if they're, like, Vucevic is going to be in their long-term plans. He's a nice player, but he does nothing defensively. He gets rebounds, and he gets nice shots. But he's not, he's like, he's like a 2010 guy that doesn't make his team any better. And I'm thinking. What do you mean he doesn't make his team any better? I mean, he just doesn't do like he doesn't help them win. That's a really blanket statement that you could say about any player. You're like, I don't know. He just doesn't make his team any better. That's not true. Say, <laughs> it's, I don't understand so how true. having a like strong center doesn't make your team better. I guess my I guess my uh, my case would be that I don't think he's that strong of a center. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Butchevich. He's I, rated extremely high at that position. Yeah, he's good. I just think that he's like an offense first kind of. Eh, whatever. Maybe I'm underrating him, but I don't know. I think that you put Jakob Podol with him. He can he could learn from him. He's already got a nice offensive game. The the, the knock on him is like again. I don't think he's going to play much defense. He averaged two blocks a game in college. Four? Oh yeah, in forty. Like that's a forty minute game. He didn't even play forty minutes. Yeah, there's he kids can block shots. Crazy. He's a true seven footer. He's two fifty. He's not a lightweight. I'm gonna have to close that window. It sounds like we're murdering children. <laughs> It doesn't. I don't. <laughs> right. You're right. He's big. He's he's a nice player. Sorry. Go on. Your point. <laughs> that he's really well polished and really good at that position. So I don't know how he wouldn't help a team. No, he would. He would help. All right. Fine. Whatever. I, I have them taking Puddle. I think it'll be a nice. I think it'll be a nice. Fit I, for them. I have him taking Wade Baldwin. What do you think about that? Wade Baldwin. I love Wade Baldwin. Do you? I think he's gonna. I be, just think a Vandy player has to get in somewhere, and I just get like, man. You've got him way up because he's another one that was like. Way lower in the draft. Yeah, um, he was. I moved him up at the very end to yeah. take that spot. I had some mixed up. I think I think at one point I had a what's his name, the Haitian kid, Scala Labissier. Labissier. Thank you. Yeah, I had him there, but I think that Scott. I don't. I don't. I'm not a believer in Scala Labissier. No, I stopped believing. I, I knocked him out of my uh, your top picks. Yeah, oh, I replaced okay. him with Wade Baldwin um, as a backup to uh, Alfred Payton and uh, yeah, your the, boy. Well, there's the other reason that I went with um, Podol is because, like, they already have how many guards? I mean, they've got, uh, what's his... uh, Yeah, but if they get replacement guards, they can move anybody. I don't totally believe in the development of Oladipo anyway. I think Oladipo's fine. I'm just not... I haven't been in love with him since he came out from Indiana. Yeah. Like, both their guards are fine... Uh, Fine. I think Oladipo is good. I don't know I just, that either one of them is exceptional. No, no, right. But I think Oladipo is a good player. I think he could be an all-star at some point. And like, I, I just think he's not being utilized correctly. And I like their starting point guard. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton, thank you. Who the Sixers drafted and swapped him for Sarge. Anyway, uh, 
and I like Alfred Payton. He can't really shoot, but I think their backcourt is fine. Like, you know, I, I think they were going to need help so eventually. So you think they draft for need? I think they draft for need, yeah. I don't totally disagree with you because Damon Deadman is mm. their backup center, and that's about all they have going forward because they got rid of uh, Channing Fry, which means they do have an opening in that front court. So right. maybe Jakob Podol does drop that far. Anyway. I actually don't think that Jakob Podol is the best center in the draft. but I don't either. We'll um, get there. We'll get there. He's commonly rated <laughs> that way. I think he's very good, though. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's going to be a very serviceable big man. And you had... Um, I have a Jakob Podol going to Milwaukee at the next pick. So It's funny because I had a Wade Baldwin going to <laughs> did Milwaukee. You? I did, yeah. This is closer than I thought it would be. <laughs> All right, why, Again, got, why Wade Baldwin to Milwaukee? Well, you go first pick? because... Just Jakob Podol, like great center. Yeah, I don't. I think that uh, Greg Monroe has reached his ceiling. <laughs> I think you're he right. He has reached the top of his house <laughs> and touched the ceiling. I think he has the offensive skills to be an offensive center. And nothing else. Not I think he put else. the ball in the basket. And I just think uh, I think they have a running athletic team. And just as far as postmen or like a big man, I just think they need a guy that can come in and like do serviceable minutes. And I think Poto will be a good uh, defender. Actually, I think he's a good rebounder and a great shot blocker. All right. And I think that that's what Jason Kidd will look to do. Maybe I had Podol mixed up in my head with somebody else that was offensively gifted but defensively challenged. Huh. Maybe. Podol averaged almost 10 rebounds and two blocks a game in college, his last year of college. Yeah, but doesn't he have T-Rex arms? Am I thinking of the wrong guy? You're thinking of someone else. Oh. I know who you're thinking of. Oh, all right. All right. So I should have scouted Podol a little bit better. Sorry. Again, this is just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so close to being fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun adjacent. <laughs> anyway, Wade Baldwin. So for the same reasons, you, well. Next week we're doing our top 14 candies. <laughs> You'll be shocked who I have at number one. Skittles is number two. Uh, I got so him. for Milwaukee, you have Wade Baldwin. Why? Yeah, well, because I think oh, Wade Baldwin. your boy. What? Your boy who's playing point guard at Milwaukee. Are you going for the put down on that? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Yes. <laughs> Listen, MCW is not in their long-term plans. Okay. I can't believe Knock them down. If, Take if, them down a notch. It's not that. I just like they're they're running Giannis at the point guard position, which is either going to be brilliant or it's just an indication of like how good Mark, Michael Carter Williams is at the point guard. I just think even if Michael Carter Williams comes along a little bit, bit better, you know, they could still use a backup point guard. Okay. And I think that's a better fit for them. I also think Baldwin's more of a shooter anyway. Yeah. And he's undersized for a shooter at 6'3", so if someone else is running the point, that makes sense. <laughs> So there you go. So like, I think he's going to fit well there. I think he can do a lot of things. Also, since uh, uh, Mark Carter Williams can't shoot for shit, yeah. The only problem I have with that is that I think that I don't believe in Jason Kidd as a head coach. Not really. I think that he's in love with Carter Williams because he's almost the same fucking player Jason right. Kidd was, and I think Jason Kidd thinks he can fix him the way he fixed his three point shot. I've heard some things about Jason Kidd from like sources, and I'm not in love with him as a head coach. Oh, really? Anymore either? Yeah. Did your love ride with Jason with Jason Kidd hit a tree? Never liked him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> in, in fairness, he was drunk. <laughs> so were so were we. <laughs> Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> we spent too much time together. Yeah, um, I think Wade Baldwin's a nice pick. I think we, it's funny that we both have Wade Baldwin going in the same area and Jakob Podol going in the, the same, same area. area. Well, I mean, again, I think Podol was higher on most boards, and yeah. Baldwin was way lower on most boards that I saw. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna put this out there. My 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 board. I'm gonna I'm about to blow this whole thing apart because it's not anywhere close to everyone else's board. Um, the only thing I don't like about Wade Baldwin, though, is that I'm not in love with undersized guys who should just shoot the ball and mm. do other things. I don't know. I think he does a lot, doesn't he? He he's 
He shot 41% from three. I forgot to write down all my stats. Which, by the way, wasn't even as good as uh, Denzel Valentine, yeah. who shot 44%. But I think he's got three. a better shot. I think he's got... I'm just saying. I think he's got a more natural Percentages form. Percentages don't lie. Think... Percentages don't lie. It's also small sample size. And also, uh, Valentine is three inches taller. All right. Fine. I'm not, I That's like... A, no, right, because I most of like these boards, I didn't understand. I understand someone from Vanderbilt. Like, you make it that far in the tournament, someone's good on your fucking team. It's probably Wade Baldwin. Yeah. Like, the talent's going to transfer. I just can't believe that, like, Valentine at 6'6", who shoots 44% from threes, isn't more valued as a wing guy. That's fair. I think he... Yeah, I think somebody will probably take it. Yeah, fine. Just keep anyway, arguing for him. Argue for him, man. I, I decided he's my boy, so we're moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> should we move on to the next... Anyway, sure. should we say a little bit more about Milwaukee, or... Why did you pick... Why did you pick... Uh, I already told you. Potal? Did you? Yeah, oh. yeah because I don't oh, believe in because, Monroe. Right, Monroe. I don't think anyone else believes in Monroe. And, and I, I th- actually think Potal might be more athletic than Monroe. And I was thinking about a big man here, too. Yeah. For some, the exact same someone reason. Someone who can run, or if they need to switch up sets, who can clog up the middle and block shots. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Because Monroe is defensively worthless, and I don't think you need an offensive center on a running team like that. No. You only do it if you want to slow it down. I think... I don't know about today's NBA, but you only want to really slow it down for defensive purposes. Yes. Ultimately. And Monroe, I mean, I guess he's got a body to bang and fouls to give. He, uh, yeah, he definitely changes their offense totally. Like, but, he was a terrible fit this year for them. Anyway, what were you going to say? Nothing. We're moving on to Toronto. We're All right. Discuss- Toronto. Here's here's where I'm about to blow it up. You ready? Get weird. Get number nine. <laughs> I have, based on my board, previous to number nine, I have Toronto taking Dragon Bender. I don't think that that's ridiculous. You haven't fallen all the way to nine. Huh? Yeah, I'm not in love with Dragon Bender the way other people are. I'm not either. I think he falls hard too. Yeah, not that hard, but I think he falls hard. I just uh, I know he's got a ton of upside. All right, here's the here's the positives about him. He can pass the shit out of the ball for his size. He does move like a guard for his size. I think he's offensively not that gifted, and I just don't I just don't he think he doesn't he's really gonna... have a. It doesn't seem like I feel like the same thing. He didn't have a good sense of where the basket was. Yeah, it seems like he's very athletic for his size. Again, same as a uh, Malachi Richardson and a couple of other guys in this draft, where it's just like, oh, they look the part and they're mm-hmm. so athletic. And it's like, are they good at basketball? Yeah, I know. I well, I, here's the thing. I think he is good at basketball because he passes what really well. well his his upside. I know. That's Whatever. a skill. But, yeah, I mean, you have to know where other people are on He's the really court. good at not having the ball in his hands, is what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> Getting rid of the ball, making he's sure good. someone else has it. He's good at finding his teammates, and he sure. can shoot somewhat. And, like, I don't know, he's, he's, I think he has upside for sure. I just don't see the love that everyone's giving this guy. Like, I just don't get it. Like, yeah, he's seven foot one, and, like, he's got room to grow, you know, width-wise. He can fill out. I just... I don't. I just see him getting slower, and not that he's slow. He moves well. He dribbles the ball well. I just. I just don't think his game's going to translate for some reason. There's maybe I have a European bias. Probably. He is playing in like the second best league. I don't in... disagree with you on any of this. Yeah. That's why I'm not saying anything. I don't really have a lot to say except for the fact that he's fucking huge. He's seven one. Yeah. And he, play, of, he plays like a small forward. So a lot of guys. Right. A lot of guys in this. And I think people huge. still have Porzingis boners. Yeah, that's the other thing too, and I think it's unfair for them to compare Dragon Bender to Porzingis. I agree, not the same player at I all. I agree. Well, they're, they're roughly the same size, right? I mean, and and sort of the but same. I age. also feel like there's a reason that Porzingis. Everyone started referring to him as a unicorn because he they yeah. don't exist. They're right. players that don't exist. Right. Well, the other thing is, I think Porzingis' shot was much more refined coming out of college too, or coming out of the. He didn't even come out of college. Coming from Euro League anyway, and I think he played in a harder league. Um, so too, I. Who knows? It can be a lot of things. Um, 
at this spot, I have a. It's funny we have all the big all white the guys big... in the same spot. <laughs> I have Demonis Sabonis in this spot. Uh, I knew you were going to put Sabonis That's the in guy. there. Of course I do. I fucking uh, love his dad. Uh, yeah, but I know. More but... importantly, Gonzaga did really well in the tournament. And when you watch the bonus played, he banged with everybody. He's the one who you think has T Rex arms. People have been like, he, he does have T Rex arms. I know he doesn't this. have T Rex arms. He has T Rex arms. He's got. He's like what is he? Seven foot one. He's got a no. He's six eleven. He's All got right. a great offensive game. His, a his fantastic offensive game. I watched it in college. I watched a lot of Gonzaga. That dude can put the ball in in an NBA style. He can do the hook shot. He can do all kinds of stuff. I think that um, he's six eleven, two forty. So he's already got a man's body. He averaged eighteen points a game in college, and he rebounded twelve in college, which doesn't sound like shit because you go by NBA numbers, you don't pay attention. Right. Eight minutes shorter game. Right. So to get twelve it's, rebounds it's in eight minute shorter game, it's yeah. People it's don't. A lot. It's uh, what is it? It's three more rebounds per game than Potal, who's rated as the number one center. Yeah. And uh, he blocks shots. He can do it all. I think he's. I think he's actually going to fall. Honestly, I think he's going to fall quite a bit. The lottery. And here's. And I think he's going to have a good career. Here, I hope he does. I think he's going to be a journeyman center in the league. I, I. Here's my thing about him. The reason I feel like he's done. He falls so, right to Portland. Let's take him. They don't him. have a draft pick. <laughs> I know they don't. They'll, I hope they just buy one off of uh, some cash draft town. I think that he's a nice... I think he'll be a nice player. Yeah. Um, do you want to pause for a drink quick? Or? Well, just Let, after, let's get let's through this. Finish, let's let's get finish up this. some bonus and we'll do our top eights. I think he's going to be a nice always player. always best to start with the sack. My, my problem with him is that it's... <laughs> <laughs> Sacramento has the next pick. What are you laughing about? <laughs> Hit the sack. Um, <laughs> here's it's like we're playing in the finals. Here's my thing about him: is that he looks really rigid when he's playing. He a little bit rigid. How many on, Gonzaga games you watch? Well, I'm just I'm t- I told you I, this is all based on my YouTube scouting. <laughs> right. like, don't hold me to this shit. Right. He the reason for me that he has done so well in college is because his dad was a basketball genius, right? His dad trained him really well. If you watch his moves playing against other kids his age, right. he's like an NBA player. Do you know what he actually has that Bender doesn't have? And I didn't watch enough photo to know, but the one thing that people never talk about in these draft videos or anything else, footwork. Which he's matters got nice in the post. footwork. His dad has taught him his footwork super well. You can tell he's almost like a boxer with that footwork in the post. Right. He knows but, exactly where his feet are supposed to go. But here's my thing. I think he's a developed product. I think he's nearly finished. I think oh, really? he is who he's going to be, and that's topped out. And like that'll be a nice player in the NBA. I also think wingspan is underrated at that position, whereas height is very. You important. mean overrated? Yeah, overrated. Sorry, yeah. The people talk about these guys, these people with ridiculous long arms. They're like, he's got an eight foot wingspan. And I'm like, yeah, he can't do anything else. Yeah, I mean, people he's... really get off on wingspan. No, I know. Almost as like it's up there with. That's what I didn't like about it's the Valentine finished. one. Like Valentine almost averaged a triple double in college. But then people will just be like, ah, this guy's got a crazy wingspan. He should go third. Yeah, I know. Physical profile, man. People, like, really get into that shit. I mean, you know, the thing is, I always try and temper my expectations with really athletic dudes, too, because later in their career, they're not going to have that athleticism. And you want them to be able to do other things. It's great at the beginning, but if they can't use it, a la Tony Roten, who was, like, super athletic, could make some really crazy, beautiful passes. Actually, we should talk about him later. But, but he couldn't control his own body. <laughs> like, he's just... You know, anyway. The Russian kid, too, who played for the Sixers. Yeah. It was the same way. Yeah. Um, let's get a drink quick. Yeah, so. let's take a break. Anyway, so we got our drink. Let's speed this up a little All bit because right. we're already 36 minutes deep. All right, Sacramento, I have your boy, uh, Dragon Bender, going to Sacramento. Oh, because nice. 
the reason why is I think Sacramento's dumb enough to take Dragon Bender with the eighth pick and feel like they got a gift. <laughs> I, I think s- if he falls the eight, eight, I could see Vivek just getting super excited and putting him next to Boogie Cousins. Yeah, I think that's just a dumb. I'm and like, Boogie Cousins ruining him. That's where I see him going, and them chanting his name all Stauskas. Yeah, I was just about to completely contradict myself and say if he falls to eight, I think that's a good pick for him. But I obviously had him go. I also think Vlade Divac will go for him because he's Croatian and will really like him and think he can bring him along. A seven foot Croatian with those kind of skills—that's like Divac's wheelhouse. I cannot see him getting past Sacramento if he falls. Yeah, that's, that's a good, where I see him landing. I didn't even think about that. Um, good call. I have him taking Jamal Murray. You have Jamal Murray going down this far. Yeah, I also have Jamal Murray dropping because me too. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in Jamal Murray at all. He Neither can't handle I. the ball. Like they played him at two guard, or they played him. At, they started out the season with him at point guard, right? He couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. They switched him to two guard, and he started flourishing. He he thrived. So he can shoot the lights out. Mm-hmm. He shoot the hell out of the ball, but he's super not so, athletic. Back to my boy Denzel Valentine. This is why I don't understand Jamal Murray so high. It's because he went to Kentucky, and why right. Denzel Washington isn't that high. I was like, aren't they similar players? And people have Jamal Murray. As no, high I as think Valentine, three on some boards. I know. I think Valentine's way more, a lot more athletic. I really like Valentine. I like Valentine a lot more too. Um, I, just, I mean, obviously, some of my big board was based on other people's. I mean, all of it was based on everybody's what yeah. they thought people were going to do. But I think Jamal Murray is just Alan Crabb part two. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even know, like, know that he's as good as Alan Crabb because Alan like, Crabb can defend. Yeah, I was going to say I like Alan Crabb. Alan Crabb's more athletic as well. Like you think so? Yeah, a little bit. I th- I just think that Jamal Murray, man, he's like he's, he's like, nineteen. He, I know, and he's but he skinny. Looks, he's skinny as a rail. He just looks like he's yeah. I I don't know. I'm not a believer. Maybe he'll be great. I'm not a believer though. I think forty one percent on three, and he took two hundred and seventy seven attempts. Well, I'm just saying. I think the only thing he has is his shot. What was the percentage? 41 41 yeah i mean that's a good shot i think he gets a lot of credit because he went to kentucky yeah i actually think ulis out of kentucky is going to be a good pro but i don't think he'll make it into the lottery i oh, i like you a lot there's no way he's going to make it he's in the way too little if but tyler he's gonna have ulis a career. was three inches taller that dude would be in the top five i still he, think he's going to be a good pro he's going to be a great he's going to be a steal for someone after the lottery i think the knock on him is not only that he's short though it's also that he's super thin he's like legitimately skinny yeah, he's not even him. 150 right yeah, no, he's 147, in, yeah, I He's think. like a little skinny. He's uh, my size, but thinner. That's. Uh, can you imagine me playing in the NBA? Yeah, me neither. I imagine it all the time when I close my eyes to fall asleep. <laughs> Thanks, me too. All uh, right. I, so it's funny that you should bring up Jamal Murray, because I have him going to Denver with the next pick to put next to Moutier at the shooting guard position. Oh, yeah, actually, that would be nice. Yeah, they have Elliot, uh, the kid from who went to Portland, and basically his legs were broken the entire time he was in Portland. He's a Memphis guy. He had a great, great season last year with Denver, but I don't think because of his previous injuries that this is going to last. Yeah. And I think they're going to look long-term to pair someone with Moody in the backcourt, and I think they're going to reach for Jamal Murray. And that's a good call. Cool. I'm not a huge believer in, but I think because of the Kentucky thing and that he's 19, they'll go there. He's about the same age as Moody, and they'll look at that as the backcourt of the future. Who do you have Denver taking? I have them. I have, I'm really high on this guy. He's shot up my board. Uh, Deontay, Deontay Davis? All right. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's like super athletic. Really, he's very athletic. I think people he, like that a lot, and I could see him also shooting right there. He's, I see him it's as between a, him and Valentine for who has more, who is more credited for Michigan State's success. Whatever success they had, they got knocked out right the fuck away when everyone picked them in their tournament, and they lost immediately. So I, Deontay six ten. Yeah, I, I think that uh, he's going to be the replacement for uh, the, the animal. I, I just don't. I don't know. Randomal's undersized. Uh, yeah, my problem is. with Deonta Davis, and the reason I don't think he should go in the lottery, I don't have him in the lottery. Okay. A lot of people are very big on him for exactly what you said. He's 6'10", 240. He's very athletic. He had two, up to two blocks in 18 minutes a game. 
He only played about 18 minutes a game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which what? is less than a half of college basketball. Yeah, which doesn't matter. I mean, the Ricky. kid uh, Andre Drummond barely played for Connecticut, and he turned out to be a hell of a pro. So I could be way off on this. I had a really good feeling about him, though. But by the way, I'm just saying. Not that I don't remember is. you having a great feeling about him. I'm we just were telling talking you. about that draft, and I don't remember. No, that. I had a really good feeling about you. I told, that. I said that he was either going to be really good or just disappear. And I, oh, I, I was. <laughs> you were right I about hedged my bets on both yeah. sides. <laughs> All right, you're about right about fifty percent about. Yep. I tend to go low on the non-skilled guys who don't get a lot of play. It's the same reason I dropped Scal. Mm. Deontay Davis fell just outside of it, and I will bet you both those two go in the lottery, and I'm wrong about that because. The scouts love them. Yeah, so yeah. I would not be surprised at all if you're right, and but, they, they take a big man here. But they have the two. Uh, what's their names? The two giant. Yeah, Croats. that's why they like. I don't think so. They have Jokic and Nurkic. Nurkic and Jokic. Nurkic yeah, and Jokic. two giants. <laughs> two giants. Yeah, itches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you think they go with an athletic power forward? Yeah, I think they could plop like plop him because you can't play both of those do you guys. Fareed's gonna time. walk. What do you think? I think he's gonna trade it out of there. Or maybe traded. I think so too. I think he's destroyed his own value though. He was like Fareed was amazing a couple of years ago and then I just always thought he was undersized in a nice market and when he was running with uh our boy who we've talked about a couple times, who's a free agent now, Ty Ty Law. Oh Ty Ty Lawson? Ty Lawson, yeah. yeah. When he was running with Ty Lawson, I think that that really played to his game. Yeah. Like, them going fast, lots of alley oops. And when Ty Lawson left, I think it did way more damage to Fareed's game because I think Fareed's one dimensional. Good rebounder, plays with a lot of heart. He's undersized, gets pushed around. But that's kind of the guy you want in today's NBA. It's odd that he's not like having a better can't last shoot. couple. Of, he can't shoot for shit, but right. But like he does have a lot of. He's he's like all energy and all heart. That's what I love about some of these guys. Anyway, his, his game isn't developing. It's just not. Um, let's not spend too much. He's time. He's good at one or two things. We, yeah, we got still half our board to go. Almost. Uh, um, Nola. Nola. Norman's. Should I go or should you? I forget who heard. You go. What do you got? Buddy Heald. You have Buddy Heald falling this far. Yeah, I haven't fallen this far. I love Buddy Heald. Along with Valentine, another favorite player in the draft. Here's my thing about Buddy Heald. Yeah, what's your thing about Buddy I Heald? I love Buddy Heald's work ethic. I know everybody just talks about his work ethic. I really root for this kid. He's un- super undersized for his position. Not super undersized. He's 6'5". You, you root for him. I thought I, you didn't like him. No, I never said I didn't like him. I never once said like I didn't privately like Buddy. We talked, and you're like, Buddy Hill's not going to be very good. No, I would think I was just referring to Bill Simmons' testicle talk about Buddy Hill that kind of grossed me out. I like Buddy Hill. I watched him play a couple times. I watched Oklahoma play a couple times, and he looked absolutely like a professional when he played. He, he looks looked like good. he owned the court. He looked super competitive against college kids. He looked like he could do whatever he wanted. And I read about what the knocks were on him. It's fine. There's nothing exceptional that's a real knock on him. I think he's great. He averaged uh, 25 points a game, six rebounds. Uh, shot over 500% and almost 90% on threes. He won the Wooden Award, the Naismith Trophy, the Oscar Robinson Trophy. He's just reading this off the top of his head. He's not yeah. actually reading this. No, I am. <laughs> um, I just, I really like Buddy Hill. That's why I had so much information on him. 25 points a game in college is no, it's amazing. phenomenal. Listen, he was great on an Oklahoma team that went really far and did well. He's going to be a phenomenal shooter. I think his knock, the reason he falls to six is because I think he gets lost on defense and he's undersized. Like he's 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 nice and athletic. He can shoot the hell Speaking out of the ball from anywhere things, on the court. People always talk about teaching shooting. You can literally teach defensive schemes. Yeah, I guess I think you can. That sometimes that gets way I think way it goes, blown out of proportion. They put they hide people in schemes all the time. You can hide people, and they'd be you know they'd be good. So Eric Eric, uh, what's their shooting guard now? Uh, His name is Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, my God, I think I mean he, he's like years ago i thought he was going to be like the next Dwayne wade but he's obviously suffered a lot from injuries they need uh, shooting he'd be the next Dwayne wade. they need shooting eric gordon's not that great 
They can put him next to Drew Holiday if he gets better. And they have I could see that happening. Anthony Davis. I think it works I think for good, Nola. I think yeah. it works for Nola. I just don't think Buddy Heald falls to Nola. You don't think he's going to get there? No. I do think that Chris Dunn does, though. Oh, all right, all right. I have Chris Dunn falling here. Now, this is a switch out because I don't know at the number three spot if Boston's going to move their pick or not. Well, we're not talking trades. We're not talking moving right. trades. I went we're basically. That's just, not, but I could see Chris Dunn going as high as three. But in my mind, the way I worked it out, I have him fall into New Orleans. 6'5", 205, uh, super athletic. He reminds me of Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart? That's your comp? Yeah. You right. don't see that? I had Tony Roten. <laughs> Does everyone compare to a sixer? No, no, no. It's just like when I watch his highlights and watch him play. Like and he's, you've watched a lot of Tony Roten, so you're like, that guy reminds me of Tony Roten. Right. I haven't watched a so, lot of Marcus Smart. So I'm completely see-through. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, the thing about it was that like he makes these brilliant passes at times. And can at times hit the ball from three point range, mm-hmm. and he's so damn athletic and about the same size. Like he's, you watch him, and he's he's at sometimes he like at times he's brilliant. It's like how the hell is this guy not like one of the top? T- and then you watch other like you know, other moments. You're like, why are you not sharing the ball? You had a wide open guy right there. Like what are you doing? Like stop. Like you know, right? He can play selfishly at times. He can play very selfishly at times. I, think I just think best- he's a little bit out of control, and I think I do, I really like. I think he's the best player available, and New Orleans goes with him because I don't think that Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday could shift over, but I also think Drew Holiday is injured a lot. He is. I think that Chris Dunn would match really well in a running offense with Anthony Davis. That's true. And if they end up keeping um, Ryan Anderson as a three-point threat, which I don't know they are. I think I he's a free agent are. this year. He still would be great if they went with Chris Dunn in a running offense and a guy who just sat out there and hit threes nonstop. You can't get much better than Ryan Anderson. I just think it's a nice pick for them, and I think it's best player available if Dunn falls that far. I don't think he falls that far, like I just said, but yeah. But I basically have him and Buddy kind um, of reversed. Moving so, on from Minnesota, I have Buddy Heald. I have Chris Dunn. <laughs> ah, so there we go for different reasons. Anything specific? Why do you have Chris Dunn going to Minnesota? You think they're going to the Rubio project's over? Exactly. I think the Rubio project. Well, not even that. I think Rubio could just like hightail it out of there, like after the end of the year, right? Is he a free agent next year? I don't know. But anyway, like even if even if, like I love Rubio, I think he's he has a phenomenal court vision and he's unbelievable passer great with his handle I hyper just, underrated defender too really good defender he gets yeah. i think he's like third in steals in the year or something like that he's a really good player he cannot shoot for shit neither can chris dunn neither can chris dunn <laughs> well not necessarily it's a little bit it, so i have buddy healed going to the spot but here's my thing it's someone they can just get fed by with minnesota you have wiggins Kat and wiggins and these are all super athletic and um What's their cat's not a running guy? He's a no, post but guy. He, but he's a very athletic. Guy. He is very. He athletic. can hit Everyone's from anywhere. Very athletic the, yeah. in the NBA. It's true. He can hit from anywhere on the court. Who cat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just named off a bunch of players, and you're like, he can hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. He's I think not he, like if you're going to run a running offense all of the way you would want with a Wiggins or. By the way, Wiggins isn't that great a shooter, and Cat no, can shoot, but Cat can shoot for a big man. But if you take a pure shooter and you throw him on there, this is, this is the Kevin Martin experiment they're trying here's, to do. Here's that's what why I, I see Buddy Heald going to Minnesota. That's fine. Here's my my thing was like, think about the defense on that team. I just want to get through my point. Yeah, uh, I know you're like, I don't care fine. about your I point. I want to get to my said. point. I just don't want to, I want to forget what I was thinking. My thing about putting him, uh, Chris on here was that like, think about the defense, man. You have you have Cat, you have Wiggins, you have. But uh, not Buddy Healed. Sorry, Chris Dunn. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really strong defensive team. Nobody's going to be able to shoot on them, and they can get out and run like crazy. I just think it's a really nice fit. I don't think they would go. 
I don't think they would pass him pass on the him. The only thing I'll give you on the Chris Dunn thing over the Buddy Hield, even though I think Buddy Hield is absolutely should go no farther than this. I thought you were a Buddy Hield hater. No, I love Buddy Hield. You should have watched the college games with me. You I did watch him that. play. I watched Buddy Hield play. It was good. When, which which one? Did Final Four. Oh, okay. Final Four or March Madness stuff. Whatever. The only reason I would see the Chris Dunn going in this spot as opposed to Buddy Hield is because Thibodeau, if he wants to do a semi uh, Derrick Rose thing. Mm. And he wants to run that style of offense. I don't know that he does. I know he's a defensive guy, and that's absolutely his thing. Again, Rubio's a really good defender. But if he wants to replicate a Derrick Rose Chicago-style system, he might go with Chris Dunn. Yeah. Yeah. It would work well. Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Who do you got? I have Marquise Chris from so Washington going in this we spot finally... at 6 9 For the exact reasons you were saying before about the power forward. I yeah. think he's the power forward. Uh, I like him because he's a Northwest guy. I don't know that he deserves to be the number three pick in the draft. I think he's still very young and underdeveloped. He can shoot threes. That's not number three. That's number four. Or number four. He can shoot threes. He can block shots. He gets steals. He's he got can... he's got what you're obsessed with, the wingspan. Of a, yeah, he does have wingspan. Insane, man. But he, if you've seen him, his body looks very underdeveloped so far. Yeah, but he's also, what, 19? I think he's like eight. Yeah, he might be eight. <laughs> he looks his he's face a very, very tall, eight-year-old. The thing I do like about Marquise Chris, and one of the reasons I think he'll be a success, is he seems like a very smart dude for his age and where he's at in life. He seems self-aware. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's a big help. I didn't listen to any of his... I haven't watched anybody's interviews this year. I was just like, I can't. I'm just going to base it purely on... Chris has either been taught very well how to speak to the reporters or he i think he's just a smart self-aware dude that's fine which i think will play well in the nba that's why i loved your boy on on portland so much mccollum because yeah. he's i mean his kid is just so smart it's like again like like i come away from very few interviews with with basketball players thinking that man that kid's smarter than i am that's how i felt about him i don't know about chris dunn because i haven't listened to his interview but so why Not do you Chris have, Dunn. Why sorry, do you have Marquise, uh, Marquise Chris Chris. going to Phoenix. Same reason. Same reason. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everything I think you just be said. A great pairing with Bledsoe. Well, they're going to lose. Um, what's his? Oh my God, Chan, uh, not Channing Fry. That was a long time ago, my friend. <laughs> Alex Len. I can't. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I think he's a good fit for them. I think he's the best player GJ available. Warren, where are you going with this? I think he's the best player available at that spot. I got to stop doing this because I'm ruining the podcast. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking it's, about when you point at me and snap. And you. Who you, am I thinking of right now? Come on. Link up oh, your I'm brain. I'm a magician. I might have had too many beers for this. <laughs> was, I've been drinking all day. It's been a long drinking day. I had to start out with some Bloody Marys. Yeah. Um, it's a nice day outside. Boston, if they don't trade the pick, you're going to love whoever number Oh, three. you're going to love whoever number This is going to be a clown show. You're going to pick Ben Simmons, aren't you? I have Jalen Brown at number three. Oh, oh that's way too high. Yeah, I knew you were going to see. I knew I was going to get that reaction. Speaking out of, of way too high. Wait, you're, mm, yeah, you, I think that Danny Ainge constantly drafts like high potential guys who don't necessarily pan out. Like. For the ex- ridiculous, I, I I didn't think Marcus Smart was worth the pick. And, uh, for wait. that exact same reason, stop there. Right. I have them. Right. I have them taking Scal BCA. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> Your Scal face just lit up. I can't believe you have him that high. I have him at third. Least, at least Jalen Brown was in the lottery. Here's the thing about right. Scal. If you watch him, sure. the dude has got all the freaking talent in the world. Mm-hmm. He's really skinny. Mm-hmm. You played 60 minutes a game in college. He got he's in lots of foul trouble, but man, he has he has potential on both sides of the ball. He was the number two pick or the number two scattered player or the 
what are they? How do they say it? Like he was, people thought he was going to go like number two overall at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. before he got in all this foul trouble, and people realized that he can't really play the game yet. Mm-hmm. I think his knock is that he's a little bit emotionally, un, not emotionally unstable. I should say like his ego is a little bit frail, and so I think he got bullied around by the coach, uh, Calipari, and uh, yeah. I, you know he didn't respond well, so he didn't play that many minutes. But man, if you watch him, holy Christ, he's just a bundle of like raw talent yeah. i don't know if he'll ever be maybe able to turn he around have stayed in college another year he maybe should have stayed in college because if you think his ego was soft and he got beat up by calipari wait till he gets the nba and people mm-hmm. literally are beating up on him throwing yeah. around talking shit to him well and there's the other thing i think in brad stevens system he could be really good he could flourish and here's the other thing like they have so boston keeps striking out why on do these... you think he could flourish in brad stevens system brad stevens tends to run a semi-half court offense right but i think he could do really well in that. i think i just think that with brad stevens who seems to be a really player coach who really seems to be able to like look what he got out of evan turner he got them like by far the most out of that guy than anyone's going to get he really seems to like connect with his guys and be able to get them to like build, buy into his system you sound like you're convincing yourself of this Whatever I, I have him at three, man. Like where you two? I, I have Jalen Brown at that position because I know that they also love wing defenders. Yeah, they really, really like go high on wing defenders. Whether it's Marcus Smart or uh, who's the guy with dreads who plays small forward that Simmons loves? Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, that we're guy. just gonna do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I can see Jalen Brown going in that position. Let's move on to LAX because we only have so much life left to live. Come on, I, I just wanted. To, all right, that's fine. It's almost. It's fifty-seven minutes. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. I think everyone does. I think Ingram should go first. Yeah, I do. But it's, I think that you can't pass on Simmons for obvious reasons. You just can't. If you take Ingram and it's not right. Yeah. Even though I think it is. If it's not right, then you're just gonna. They're gonna take Simmons. First, they have to take so. Simmons. They have to take Simmons. Um, I actually have a, a toss-up for the first pick. I either have Diamond Stone or Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Philly's going to take. Diamond Stone seems right up their alley. He's right up. It's, it's the name. He's a center. He's going to sell tickets with that He's name. He's a big guy. He's probably going to get hurt. <laughs> there you go. I guess not with that name. Or Simmons. Like, who knows who they're going to take. Anyway, that was our... Their, uh... I like still like Ingram better. By the way, give me a couple guys that you really think are going to do well. I, I wrote down a few that like... Who I think are going to surprise on Surprise people, than... yeah. Oh, I already said him. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> Buddy Healed. Yes. I think he's going to be better than people think. Well... Demonis Sabonis, I think, is going to be better than people I don't. Think. Totally disagree with me on that one. Oh, great. I got Denzel um, Valentine. And then Denzel Valentine, who is my number one pick to surprise people. Two people you didn't pick that I... One of them is DeAndre Bembry, who I love. You I like think he's Bembry? Gonna, I love I love people are big on him, the St. Joe's kid. I think he's going to be awesome. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be really good. I'm just saying, I think he's going to put it together. He's got, I like, think Bembry can play, too. He's got heart, and I look for that. In a, you know, uh, I think Eulis is going to surprise some Tyler people. Tyler Eulis is also on my list. And Malik Beasley. <laughs> That's it. And Malik Beasley. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot Beasley of people have him too. Anyway, that's it. That's our uh, that's our scouting oh, report. It was so good, so good. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. No, I know it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't funny at all. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> we went way too serious on this one. By the way, this is fine if it's a long podcast. I can you, cut. You stuff. really dug in on this one. Me? What are you talking about? You you brought the stats, which I appreciate because no, I didn't I mean, write like you any dug of that. in. Like I was like, don't don't challenge my pick. Yes. <laughs> I was kind of surprised. It was, it was just the scowl of BCA pick. I was like, no, this was is insane. That. I don't know no, why I'm cool. putting him in. Eh. Um, so, game seven. Yeah, let's talk about game seven. All right. So, I had a couple thoughts about... I mean, now that our whole audience has quit listening. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to make it through that. Hang tight with us, guys. It's worth it. Um, my thoughts about game seven are... First of all, I want to talk about uh, Aisha Curry. What did you think about her tweet? 
thought it was great. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I knew you were going to love it. Somehow I was like, Mike No, I don't think it was true at all. You don't think... About it being rigged? Yeah. I think it's way over the top and unthought worthy and like not thought about at all. Right. I like it because people are now talking about that, <laughs> which means that it puts the NBA on its heels, so they have to like get in a position to be like, it's not... Um, which I don't think they did a good job of in Game Six, and also I just like controversy. I think it keeps things interesting. Oh, I know you do. I know uh, you do. I mean, it was getting boring, and then she sent out that tweet. What do you think? You, <sighs> so you here, some takes. I think I, I think I kind of agree with you. I don't know. It was. I mean, the the foul that Curry fouled out on was bullshit. There was there was a lot of bullshit calls, but the thing the is, the two fouls before were bullshit. He shouldn't have been in foul trouble in the first place. Yeah, the three fouls in the first ninety seconds were bullshit. They almost fouled out Draymond Green too. It's almost like they were a toss up of which star they're going to foul out, Draymond or Curry, Draymond or Curry. But they're fouling like all, they're calling fouls on like everything. And Curry is, almost never fouls out a game. Yeah, and the two last ones were not fouls. They no, even not close at all. To being fouls. And here's my problem with it: like it's okay, fine, you fouled him out, and you're you're just calling ridiculous fouls on both sides. Like Kevin Love was out of the game in the and went three minutes or something like that he had like three fouls on like two three minutes like it's ridiculous knock it the like hell off like if you're gonna call i hope they just let him play tonight well they probably will really do but my thing is that just be freaking consistent about it man like you can't keep you can't just like oh this this bunch of refs is going to call the game this way and then this bunch of refs is going (laughs) to let them i agree this is what plays to aisha curry's uh sentiments but I also think she's kind of crazy and like super Christian. And I yeah, now I want to follow. Like I almost started following her on Twitter. She <laughs> also it. was just like, I was just upset because my dad was racially profiled before the game and the cops yeah. gave him a hard time. I know. He also right? looked exactly like a grifter who has been breaking into games and taking pictures like right next to Jay Z. And there's pictures <laughs> next to Russell Wilson. Oh, really? This famous guy who gets into stadiums, he breaks in. He's on every major sports like list of like, do not let this guy in the building. Oh, really? And he still gets in. How and do you I find saw, this out? I saw a post-to-post picture of her dad next to this dude. <laughs> it's like the close same enough. Oh. No, it's close oh. enough. It's not like it's not yeah. like oh they don't look alike at all. This is a lie. They look very, very similar. similar. That if oh. you were a policeman, you'd be like, "Can I check your credentials?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I just like she was like, "He got racially profiled. And <laughs> life's not fair. Life's not fair. I'm rich." Yeah, fair enough. I wasn't gonna get on that, but whatever. It's fine. It's all. I just think that like I just think it's it's hard when someone who's been so blessed in life when they start calling, calling out like yeah. the unfairness of life across the board and there were multiple times that night and maybe she was off her game whatever I just it's great. I understand I love, it. I love it it's fine I understand her being upset with the league I mean I mean I'm upset with that game and I, but yeah call it, when you're that close to the league you can't do shit like that yeah it's just unprofessional. Like, you know, I like a mouthy woman. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. Keep it. I don't give Cut a shit. Cut it out. Um, <laughs> anyway, right. uh, what do you think about LeBron's per- performance in the last two games? I'll, I'll, by the way, before we start talking about this, I want to say that, like, I have not been able to watch the last two games barely at all. I can't get a good feed online. And I we're going out tonight. We're I know. Go that's we're why we're going out drinks. tonight. We're going to watch Game 7. We're going to get nuts. Um, I, not. Peanuts? Calm. Almonds? Yes. All right. Um, I, I watched the last two. I, I The last game. I've been trying to. I can't get ABC to come in for shit on my TV for some reason. And, like, I've been, like... Talk to Aisha Curry. Life's not fair. I know. It's really not fair. 
she's rich and I'm not. It's not fair. Anyway, we're gonna go out. We'll watch Game Seven. It's right. gonna be that's fun. why I'm going out tonight because I'm did, not gonna miss it. It did, game. from a skeptic's perspective, totally seem fixed. Yeah, and I'm just saying that as like uh, put on my skeptic's hat if I want to go that way, which I don't believe they are totally fixed. I don't believe they're fixed because I'll, I'll talk that way a lot, and it's really not my thing. I'm so not. It's more interesting and fun and. I'm not really Whatever. a conspiracy theorist, theorist either. Yeah. Uh, I just think that the calls are stupid. Like, the problem is, like, we're noticing, excuse me, we're noticing the refs in what should be, like, one of the best. Right. The refs shouldn't be that noticeable. They shouldn't be that noticeable. They're making way too many calls in general. Yeah. But, but you know, and the other thing, like, when, so I did get to watch the first half of the game anyway. And when Cleveland went up, what was it, 31 to 11? And we were talking about in our little text group, like, you know, these, these calls are crazy. It might be skewed to one side. But the thing is, like, you still have to hit your shots. They weren't hitting anything. Yeah, but you can take people out of the game psychologically, especially by, if you get them in foul trouble the because they can't yeah. play defense. They can't touch the other player. Then they're getting scored on. And people are talking shit. You can get players out you of a can. game pretty fast. Fair enough. But they were hitting. I mean, they were missing wide open shots. I don't. I mean, I can make the skeptics argument again, which I like doing. It's not necessarily that I believe it, but. It's fine. I think it's easy to get a team in an away arena out of a game pretty fast. Yeah. Especially if there's like semi-equal levels of talent on the floor. Which I, I still don't think there are. I don't think the talent level is equal. By the way, I just think that LeBron is that damn good. I, I go back to like, I know we've talked a lot at this playoffs about how his, about how LeBron wilts when he's up against an insurmountable force. And I disagree with you, and I think he's put this team on his back for two games in a row. Which he should, because he's the best. That's what he wants, and that's the, you know. Yeah, maybe it is just what he wants. I still think, he, like, that's if I had to choose to between him and Curry, I'd still take LeBron. I still think would he's you? the best player in the world, yeah. Especially when he's hitting his shots, which we don't know how long Yeah, that's I probably would, too. Um, it's just that LeBron. I did follow Aisha Curry down the rabbit hole and went online and started watching YouTube videos about conspiracy theories with the NBA. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's great. It's super entertaining. <laughs> I highly recommend you all do it. I have a lot of other feelings about that, but not the point. Um, it's not necessarily healthy either. But there's a bunch of conspiracy videos about how the Cavs are supposed to win this series. What? what like calling what? it for the Cavs. I don't know. For what reason? I mean, it is... The Illuminati. <laughs> is the, the Illuminati, reason, man. Which is like shorthand the... for I don't have a reason. I'm yeah. just nuts. I love the Illuminati argument. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just whatever. When anything goes wrong in your life, just scream Illuminati. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad take. When something goes wrong, just be like... I stubbed my toe. Illuminati! <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's kind of what has happened online <laughs> yeah. with that phrase. I'm sure. I think uh, Robert Anton Wilson made that phrase up. Really? What? Uh, never mind. That's He's a whole other thing. Going too deep on me, buddy. All right. All right. Anyway, who do you like to win? Uh, I put two bets. Oh, really? Placed two bets on the Warriors to win the series well, and finish the out the perfect narrative for the NBA. Yeah. I want to also mention that I did call the Warriors in seven this series. I said just six. Saying. I know. That's great. Well, I saying? hope it works out for you and I, me. Because I, if it works out for you, it works out for me. That's How? I win my bets. But how does that help me? Because oh. you'll be right that they did it in seven. I'm one of the bets, aren't I? No, I don't no. know bet with Yeah, you. we no, do. Th- no, we have a Limerita bet. No, with Paul. Not with me. Uh, are you sure? Yes, it's with Paul. Oh, I thought it was with That's you. That's a really a big aside. You and I don't have a bet. <laughs> you have a bet with Paul. You want a bet? Do you want to bet on the series? Are you taking the Cavs now in seven? No, I'm not taking the Cavs. You predicted. I'm not taking the Cavs. All right. right. Anyway, I do think that uh, the Warriors will probably win. It's really random that you thought you and I had a bet. I thought we had a bet. I'm like, I want, I want you to drink the lime marito on the on the podcast. You were very confused. (laughs) I really was. (laughs) As I am most times. Um, 
So we're going to go have beers and watch the game. Um, anyway, I think I think that's probably good. Do you want to do a random wrap-up? I know you I had think... something on your mind. Come on, do it. Quick. No, I want to get going today. I want to go see the game. we got to go meet uh, Kev here in like 20 minutes. What? Where? When? It's The game's at 8. Yeah, but we're getting seats. Good seats. Oh. You want to sit in the back and stand for two hours? I don't even know where this place is. Where are we going? Nowhere near your home. You know, I'm not crazy about that. Not crazy. I was going to do laundry. All right, anyway. Um, so it's been fun. This is our uh, our first annual. <laughs> Last annual. <laughs> Whatever. Mocktacular. We have to figure out draft. a better format. It was fun, but. Yeah, it was okay. It was, yeah. I, don't know, I think it was one of our clunkers. A clunk- Ooh, it might have been a clunker. It was a little clunky. Yeah. Right. Anyway, if you guys want to reach us um, or give us shout outs. Oh, by the way, shout outs. Uh, oh, to Mike. Mike Durango. Domangas hit us at up Domangas again. On at Domangas on Twitter. Uh, he had two questions for us real quick. All right, let's answer them. One, the Pistons yeah. uh, drafted 18. Who would yeah. you like for them to take if they're available there? At 18? At 18. I had Valentine. I think if they could get Valentine and we just sung his praises. If, if he's still available, I think they'd be... Really oh, Diamond Stone. Diamond, Diamond Stone at 18. Stone. That's who Boom. Look him up, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know... Diamond Stone sucks, but he has a great name. <laughs> I don't know if he sucks. I don't know if he sucks. He's better either. basketball than me. Not He's got me. A better name. He definitely has a better name. Um, I imagine he's Stone Phillips, son. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the other question he asked is, how old is Bismack Biombo? And My I want guess. I don't know, but I would guess he's uh, thirty-six. Nope. I looked it up. Yeah. He was born on August twenty-eighth, I think, or August twenty-third, something of nineteen ninety-two. Or three or one. I don't know. Whatever. He's 23 years old. I am bad at numbers. So his totally authentic birth certificate says he's how old? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, are we going to go straight birther on Bismarck (laughs) Biombo? I told you I like conspiracy (laughs) theories, whether I believe them or not. Yeah, fair enough. And by the way, if Bismarck is uh, is that young, I would totally take a flyer on him because he's... His grandkids swear he's only 23. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's been real, folks. Uh, If you want to reach us, you can hit us up at uh, SuperFlightPod on Twitter. If you want to email us, it's the superflightpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Stitcher, which Mike has no idea what that is. Nope. SoundCloud, which I don't think he knows what that is either. I, I do. All right. Google Play and iTunes. SoundCloud is what I don't listen to this podcast on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Me neither. Um, and if you listen to us on iTunes, rate us and leave a review. And yeah, that's all. Thanks for listening. Peace. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.